Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence. Interesting start to the year. This is the episode. Welcome. Oh, shit. Cody. Hi. Leading us in song to start what is sure to be a fun 2019. There's hope and... Well, according to Hot Potus, we should all just sit back and enjoy the ride. So, yeah. whatever the fuck that means. I don't really know what I'm supposed to be sitting back and enjoying, but Hot Potus nope. says so. You know. What does the deer leader say? Deer leader. Oh, yikes. God. The, the, the shocking thing is that Fox News Morning Show, it's Fox and Friends, and North Korean State TV are just... It's becoming less of a Venn diagram of similarities, and they're just becoming overlapping just circle. circles. Yeah, it's just it's shocking, amazing, and a little a little sad. How sad? About a four. It's a four. That's pretty okay. I was going to go six sad, but that's fine. Um, Cody and I are here. Yep. Josh is doesn't like movies anymore does not like movies anymore and, and not that he could see them he's currently in jail in indianapolis we don't know the charges but he keeps calling me asking me to bail him out it's like two hundred dollars but i just don't Can't want afford to that that's too much money i mean i could i just on principle i just don't want to i get you i mean does it make me a bad person oh no, absolutely not maybe he's I, a normal person honestly you know what if you want <laughs> He just needs to he needs to stay on the straight and narrow, that's all. And, I gotcha. You know, that moose maybe it had it coming, but maybe it didn't. Um but we are here to talk about a couple of movies. For our second double feature and uh since the everyone's favorite Quiet Place slash Death of Stalin uh discussion. This time it's gonna be eh, I don't know. Not too dissimilar of uh movie picks. Bumblebee and Vice, the movie. That's yes, right. I am. I am. So, in alphabetical order, let's get started with Bumblebee, the movie. 2018. Oh, my God. What are you? idea where he came from no idea well here's the deal people can be terrible about things they don't understand from now on only person you can show yourself around is me oh i'm i'm good now i'm good thanks There's a war raging on our planet. If this criminal isn't found, that war may find its way here. Is there anyone that can help you? you have a family? Oh, hold it, please. As good as Venmo? Uh, I mean, no. But what movies are as good as Venmo? It's a great question. Not many. I can't think of any. Knock, knock, let the bumblebee in. 
doesn't yeah. work. It doesn't sound as good. It doesn't. Knock knock. Let the devil in. However, it's especially poetry. since when Eminem says it. Knock Ooh. knock. I said knock. <clears throat> Got it. I'll count you in. Two, Kay. three, four. Said knock knock. Let the devil. Cody's dying. Rest in peace, my friend. For starting 2019 off on a high note. Uh, Don't hold them work. Sad. Uh, Bumblebee. Initial thoughts from you. I need to work with the courage. Kino. Yikes, not Kino. That was Kino, dude. No. It was just all 80s. That's what it was. I don't understand the ratings for this movie, why they're so high. Yeah. Can we um, talk about that for a second? I yeah. My theory that Josh yells at me about, but I think it's true, is that people are not judging this as if it's a singular movie. They're, they're judging it against the backdrop of other Transformers movies. Yeah, which I've seen the first two. I thought they were both fine. The second one was like, I was kind of Shit. in the key demo. That's the, that's the bad one. Whatever. I <clears> thought it was... I, I laughed at the balls joke, and I thought the fights were cool, but I was a child then. Then the, you know, the, apparently, I've heard, they just get progressively longer and pro- progressively worse, and then one comes out that's, like, decent, and now it's like, oh my god, Transformers is back! This is the future! I'm so happy! And it's just like, okay, chill, it's fine. <laughs> I don't really think it's that good, but, like, is it 93% on Rotten Tomatoes good? No. I don't think so. I just, I don't think so either. Is it, let's see, what is it on Letterboxd? Its average rating on Letterboxd is... 3.5? Yeah, that's exactly what I gave it. Okay. Still, I mean, I I think it's about that good, but I just... But the 3.5 is, like... Three stars is the third most popular rating. Four stars is the second, and then three and a half stars is the first. I don't think it's the three and a half star kind of movie. I think for to be a three and a half star movie, you kind of got to be good. I don't think this is good. I don't think it's bad though. But it's not good. Okay, I'm gonna say the <laughs> compared to the other Transformers movies, it is really good. Exactly, but that, that's why it's like that's why I think the whole this movies you know critical acclaim quote-unquote is just fool's gold it's not that good people are going to come into it expecting oh it's gonna be awesome and it's like fine it's fine to okay is where i would put peg it at it's kind of good the reason the reason why i have this as i'm a little bit lower on this because like when i was in the theater i don't know i wasn't hating my life there was a couple moments i thought were cute and the Hayley Steinfeld's friend was kind of fun, but... Memo? Sure. <laughs> While I was watching the movie, I was like, yeah, this is like a three out of five movie. And then on my walk home, I was just thinking about it and everything, and then I remembered how good Kubo and the Two Strings was. And, like, if this was directed by some random guy from, you know, who did, like, a Game of Thrones or something like that, or, uh-huh. you know directed some tiny indie movie and they're just like alright here you go here's a big movie like they do with Marvel I would probably be like eh threat's 3 out of 5 it's fine it's okay it's not offensive but this is Travis Knight Cody okay 
And Kubo and the two strings, I think, is, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't really make the distinction between best and favorite too often, but I think it's the best animated movie since like 2000. And that's, might be even including Pixar. Oof, I'm gonna go ahead and heavily disagree with you there. And that's, that's fine. <clears throat> that's fine. I mean, it's, I'm not even sure if I agree with myself, cause, you know, the Finding Nemo and the Incredibles and, of the world exist. But I definitely think it's, it's a movie that's worthy to be in the conversation, so I'm coming out negative on this one just because You that, know we can do better? That, yeah. That, but is that, is that any different than viewing this criticism through the lens of other Transformers movies? We're going to have to cut it short because that was a good point and I don't want to have to <laughs> defend yourself. Yep. So, uh, next week. No, I mean, <laughs> yes, that's fair. That's a very fair point. But shut up. That's a really good point. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think of it that way. But, but I don't know. <laughs> Here's the thing. I haven't, I haven't seen the other Transformers movie. I haven't seen okay. 3 through whatever. I have seen Kubo, though, so I'm not making a very educated assumption about the Transformers movie. That's just a hypothesis, whereas this is a confirmed thing. Um, I've seen I Kubo. don't buy that argument. Fuck. Sorry, buddy. You destroyed me with facts and logic. I Ben Shapiro the fuck out of you, dude. <laughs> but I I, exp- I I respect that you came up with a, f- a great counterpoint. But my mind will not change in the sense That's that fine. Kubo Ooh. is Kubo is a masterpiece. And this That's is fine. not. I fell asleep. During I guess it. I guess the <laughs> issue. I guess the potential for greatness to have it be squandered for me, is probably a stronger feeling than the, the potential for just horrific filmmaking on every level to being adequate, I guess. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, would my, if, if I saw the Transformers movies and this was okay, would my surprise dwarf my disappointment, you know? I don't know. That's fair. Now, now you have to watch all the Transformers movies. I guess so. Got them. Too bad. Uh, no. Never gonna do that. Um... See, I can sit through something that's bad and short, but sitting through something that I know is bad and is long, nah, nah. I've never, I've never once been tempted to go see Transformers, even when they're, one of them had a U two song in it, and un, mind you, an unreleased U two song Yikes, that has only ever appeared in that movie. That didn't even tempt me back in the day, so you know it's real. Uh, <laughs> but this movie was okay. It was fine. There was one moment that I loved, and the rest I could have just given or taken. What was the moment you loved? I want you to see if you can guess it. And, and when he's destroying the house? No. You're close, though. Um, I really don't know, dude. When he destroyed the girl's car, and he just went from zero to 100, like, fast, you know, real quick, as one would say. <laughs> he oh. just goes from, like, spreading the eggs on it, and they're, like, laughing, and they're enjoying it. And then it. he just jumps on it. And he takes it a step further and just <laughs> destroys the thing. I thought it was hysterical. And then the rest of the movie happened, and I, and I left. But, um, what are, do you have a favorite moment or any general likes or dislikes? Actually, just keep it to likes for right now. Um, I don't know. I liked the girl. She was good. 
I liked that the climax. I liked. I liked that. I thought that was pretty good. That big old fight at the end. Mm-hmm. Um. Wow. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, I mean, I don't know. It wasn't perfect. It was a fine movie. I got don't really have much more to say to it. I don't think it should be as good as people are saying it is because it's not. But it's fine. Yeah. Any specifics for things you thought was was fine about it? No. No. Uh, it was shot fine. It was shot really well, actually. Yeah. A lot of good of uh, car driving scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. This movie did not make an impact on me at all. So tell, answer this question for me. What part of this movie is liberal propaganda? Oh, the whole thing. <laughs> because the military was the bad guy. Oh, that's true. I don't know. Doesn't it seem like... Nah, whatever. Hollywood is like makes war and violence good, though. They didn't this time. <sighs> that's... It's racist. They're changing. That's true. Speaking of the military, I don't know why John Cena was in this movie. Like, I'm used to, in Transformers, at least the first two, there being, like, there's they always do the same story, like, the same B story of, like, oh, the Autobots are, you know, what if they're enemies? Or, oh, they're bringing the chaos and the destruction to us and, you know, that tired stuff. They kind of did it in this movie. But, like, not enough for it to be an actual B story. It was more like a C, and there was no B. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the whole movie was a B story, dude. Uh, a, oh, stop it. Okay, now I'm actually ending this. Goodbye. <laughs> no, um, I just I felt like his whole bit was undercooked, but I was like, fine, because, again, I've we've seen that storyline play out so many times. But they didn't replace it with anything, so he just kind of showed up here and there. And yeah. Like, you know, it's. I don't think it's good when your second build actor doesn't just kind of pops into scenes with no explanation. <laughs> and like, you know, it's like, oh, I'm here. Oh, yeah, John Cena's in this movie. Nice. And like, other than that last little bit at the end um, at the military base, or whatever, he just didn't really have that much to do. And like, the brother probably had more development than him, so mm-hmm. that was a little weird. Um, but. And you just, he didn't get to do the John Cena things, you know? What, I know we don't want to put, <laughs> yes. Uh, I know we, we don't want to put people in a box and say, okay, you can do these three things, but, like, he was in Blockers and he was really funny in Blockers, and in this, was he? Just, yeah, he was fine. Fine movie. That movie wasn't very good. It was okay. I didn't uh, like it. I laughed at it. Uh, but in this, he's just sort of around and floats in and out, doesn't really leave much of an impression, barely interacts with the main characters and it's just he's just military dick and it's like I mean why cast somebody with as much charisma and just screen pop ability as John Cena and just do nothing with him I don't get it for money that's fair that's fair but I digress um (laughs) another negative and I know I'm a broken record here but I get it the 80s happened please fucking stop and the, the one that you know the one that did it for me Cody what's that is at the end he's like I learned that watching Miami Vice in the card thing 
<laughs> like that's that's the thing about the the 80s kick that I just hate is that you just shove it in for no reason. Like and fine, I can understand. I can sort of live with the fact that she's got a VHS of the Breakfast Club and she wears band T-shirts is like half her wardrobe. <clears throat> but just to throw in a reference to Miami Vice or whatever he said, just at the end of a, an action scene, I was like. That doesn't do break anything. the tension, dude. Come on. There's no tension. It's 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 a Transformers movie. It's silliness. Like, duh. Everybody's gonna be fine. I don't know whether. Like, I don't know. Did you hate? Did you like that moment, or did you hate it? I liked the dad. He was funny. Or the stepdad. He was my favorite part. Really? Probably. I like. They have really good um, parents in these movies for some reason. I don't know. Because, like, in the first few, Sam's parents were the best part of the movie. Yeah, like when his mom got high at college. That was That was so funny for 12-year-old me. I didn't didn't fall in love in film until I saw Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. That was from... And then his mother just... Died. That cancer just really got to her real quick that's sad dude they cremated her and you know just poured her into Optimus's mouth and she's like alright we're we're losing it we're losing it clear (laughs) speaking of Optimus though I people seem to love the Cybertron scene at the beginning I thought it was fine I mean it wasn't anything special no it was the you know, it's a pretty classic in media res sort of beginning of a movie. I think that's what in media res means. So yes, that is. Say that, but um, and yeah, he he was in his original like garb, I guess, because like they used now they don't do Optimus with like the chest made out of windshields. Which how does that glass never get cracked? Question. Hmm. Magic. And then he. You know, is fighting everybody off, and you're supposed to think he's dead, but then he comes back later. Turns out he made it out okay, and Cybertron and everything. Here's what I don't understand, Cody. Yeah. And maybe this is a problem with the original movies, but I thought the... I don't know if this is an invention of the Bay movie, or if it's, like, been this way all along, and I'm an idiot, but I'll give credit credit wherever credit's due. I like the idea of when the Transformers are on Cybertron or whatever, that they are just these amorphous blobs of metal, and then once they get to Earth and they scan these vehicles, then they become, you know, Transformers, and they can yeah. take the shape of a vehicle or whatever. This, they were just like, he's a half-truck? And he was a... But he's on like Cybertron, a... so, like, how do they know what trucks are? You know? Mm-hmm. That's a good point. So, again, I don't know if that's an idea of the Bay movies or if it's been there forever, but I thought that probably could have stayed because now there's no reason why Optimus looks the way he looks. It just doesn't make sense because this is a prequel, and, like, we saw kind of it's kind of a prequel. I don't know. What are they doing with the continuity, Cody? I don't know, dude. I haven't been paying attention to these movies for a long time. Same. Not that anyone cares about the continuity. But, like, if it's, if it's in continuity... Then they haven't. So then, when they came back to Cybertron, then they reverted back to like the clumps of metal and weren't identifiable. But if it's a reboot, then 
why where did they get those designs beforehand I don't know dude I don't three out of ten world building poor (coughs) really Mamma Mia has better world building than this it's just the world dude but they're singing in the world but they're singing okay have you watched Mamma Mia 2 I haven't seen Mamma Mia 1 you don't really need to. You just need to see Mamma Mia 2. It's by far the superior film. Film, not movie or content. Dude, I can't tell if you're memeing or not. I'm not memeing, I swear. Mamma Mia 2 is great. It is greatness. You're missing out. Uh, <laughs> uh, other Bumblebee thoughts, observations, prejudices, biases. I'm with you on the whole... We need to let the 80s go. I'm starting to get sick of it, too. There are merits to starting a movie there. Hey. I got you, bud. Um, To having a movie, and it's just, it's it's overdone right now. Give us some time. Move to the 90s. I know, but I'm going to, we say that, and then Captain Marvel comes out, and it's like, like, we know from the opening shot of the trailer that she lands in a blockbuster, so I just kind of want to kill myself right now, just in the anticipation of the 90s being a thing. So just, like, no thank you, I guess, but whatever. God, why do we need to fetishize our childhoods? Like, the thing I don't understand, and this movie kind of, I've read interviews of people, like, the director or the writer talking about this, and I just don't get it, of, like, well, I wanted to make a movie... I want to make something to, like, reflect the Amblin movies, which is a way to say the Spielberg movies that I liked as a kid. Uh Uh-huh. Here's a thought. Maybe, well, actually, here's two thoughts. Maybe that's been done to death. Just look at Stranger Things or It or, you know, any movie with a young person in it for the last, like, 20 years. (laughs) They pretty much said, oh, we're going to make an Amblin movie. We want to be the style of Amblin. It's like, okay, you're really not adding anything. A kid in a backpack in a small town, cool. I haven't seen that before. Or, like, not happy about their job. Oh, they're a social outcast. Like, come on. Second of all, why not just do your own thing? <laughs> Would Steve, Did Steven Spielberg, like, you know, follow the path of other people? Or did he... He made you know, every movie, dude. Pretty much. Like, he he's defined culture for the last 50 years or whatever, and, like, why would you just want to replicate what he did? Why not try to add something to it? Or at least, at the very least, don't overtly say, I wanted to make an Amblin movie. That's right. Everybody does. Everybody has. We've seen it. Chill. I don't know. It's just, it's just so annoying. <laughs> like, Steven Spielberg would say, like, do your, do your own thing. Stop trying to, you know, do my stuff. It's like, yeah, you can be influenced by somebody, but you're, the goal as a, of anybody shouldn't be to just do what a person's been done, done already. Yeah. Like, I don't want a band that's like, oh, we're going to be the next U2. Because like, people said that, and I'm like, like, Muse said that. It's like, you're wrong. First of all, because you don't know how to make music like U2, because you don't know Thanks. how to make good music post, like, 2006. And also, well, you is... should do your own thing. And they kind of have. The last album is probably the equivalent to having a, you know, power tools shoved into my ear and scrambled around a little bit, but it's different, and this just isn't really different or interesting. It's just, it it coasts. 
so I guess, am I complaining too much, Cody? Should I just let it be? No. No. If you don't complain, then nothing will change. Fair. Fair point. Um, other thoughts on the movie, I guess. Whew. I want this franchise to die. Well. It needs to take some time, at least. I read a review of this movie saying something about, oh, it sets up itself perfectly for new sequels. I'm like, no, it doesn't. It sets itself up for so, the same sequels. And just stop making these movies. Yeah, like... Nobody plays with Transformers anymore. We've all grown up. We're big boys. And I, just, and I just really don't think that this... At least in live action, because, you know, animation is awesome in every way. You can just... It's limitless possibilities. But in live action, you're not really going to see that different of a Transformers movie. Transformers are going to come or go somewhere else. There's going to be bad ones. The military is going to get involved. They're going to meet and bond with a person. And then that's it. And then it's the next one. It's just... It, it, the story just isn't rich. Or there just isn't enough there. There aren't enough stories to tell for this. Mm-hmm. Like, that's sad. But... It's also not sad. Why is it not sad? I don't know. It's, it, it is sad. I'm sorry. But speaking of money... This movie cost $135 million to make, and so far has grossed $157 million worldwide. Cool. However, that does not, it has not been released in China yet. Oh, shit. It goes into theaters in China on the 4th. So, <sighs> if this doesn't make a lot of money, or enough money, maybe this could be the end of Transformers for a it's while. It's going to. They love Transformers in China, dude. They didn't love the last one. They didn't? They did not. Here, I'll get you specific numbers. So, what is it, the last night? Jesus. Uh, so, Transformers Age of Extinction made $1.1 billion. It made $320 million of that in China, which is just obscene. And Transformers Last Night cost two seventeen to make and grossed only six oh five. Not it's still a fairly good haul, but in China, it made two twenty eight. So that's um, that's like ninety two million do- less dollars. So if this one only pulls in, say one hundred and twenty, something like that, because I don't think because I don't think the fact that it's doing okay critically is really going to mean much. Because they they go see these whether they're critically acclaimed or not, or at least most for the most part. Uh huh. I don't know if it makes a hundred, then it. Possibly ends up at like three hundred million dollars as a take. I don't know. That's maybe that's not enough. I don't know. I think we need to give we need to put pause on Transformers for a bit. That'd be nice. Maybe just cancel it all together, or or make it go animated and be real heroes. Any more? Any further thoughts on? Oh, and I guess we should probably talk about Hayes Seinfeld for a little bit. She was okay. Yeah. She's just your, that's part of the movie. You know tortured protagonist with the past and who's angsty okay okay that's fine nice to see you um just she just is this movie just is mm-hmm. nothing that special about it 
Nothing bad, bad. Just exists. Want to grade it out? Sure. Seven. Uh, I'll do five. I'll do five. We're good. I'm good on Transformers forever. Forever. Me too. <clears throat> so, speaking of Transformers and Transformations, let's talk about Fat Boy Christian Bale. He's back. That was a that was a weak transition, but I appreciated it. I, I thought I did my best. Uh-huh. <laughs> Cheney did a fine, fine job. Cheney did Cybertron. Different. Oh, that one? Understanding. Good. <laughs> Price talk. Let's do it. What we're seeing: bureaucracy, military, energy, and uh, foreign policy. Yeah, right. I like that. When you have power. People will always try to take it from you, always. Are you even more ruthless than you used to be? I'm the man. Come round. You like the killers? Yeah. They're good. Mm-hmm. I don't like them. I was watching a video on... Uh, I was watching a video... Yes, a YouTube video of them performing recently. Not a great live band, from what I can tell, but... No? Doesn't seem like it. But they were also at one of those, like, festivals, so those... I don't know. I would I would maybe see U2 at a festival. I'm just not wild about them as a concept, but... Cause, like, it's you, see, one, you mean the killers, right? Yeah, no, but I'm saying I would like to... I would maybe see U2 at, at one of those, but, like... Oh, killers. but as a concept, you don't like yeah. festivals? Yeah. Because, like, they get... The, Why? Because the stage is, like, so far pushed back, and, like, you know, it, it is just a wide stage where, you know, there is <laughs> nowhere to go, really. Like, U2 played Glastonbury, and the furthest Bono could get to the audience was, like, this little platform he could step down on. Where there's like photographers and the crowd was still like 15 feet back. Is that the one with the pyramid? Yeah. That's how Coldplay do a concert there. I didn't see it, but I watched it. Yeah. I don't know. It just seems like it would. It's disconnecting from the audience. You really can't feed off their energy. And I just don't like having a. You know, I like a stadium where there's. You know, you can look up and there's people sitting up in the bleachers or, or an arena where it's all closed off. Mm-hmm. I, don't like, I don't like festivals, just crowds. But that being said, you and I are definitely going to go to Coachella this year, right? Sure. Sweet. <laughs> Get a couple months worth of Instagram material off of that. Yeah, I guess so. Take me back just every couple minutes to just remind everybody. Every Thursday. Thursday, Thursday. Um, you don't like this movie very much. I didn't dislike this movie. I just don't like how preachy it got at the end. Like I, I said in my, my letterbox review, I liked when this movie was telling a story. I didn't like it when it was trying to prove a point. Because if you believe this movie, everything it says, then Dick Cheney is the cause of every single bad thing that's ever happened to the United States post-2000. And I don't think that's fair. Because Mitch McConnell was because, too? No. Bush did 
Maybe. <laughs> um, I can understand that. I can respect that opinion. But... It, You're this, a cock. I get it. <laughs> it was, this movie was music to my little liberal ears. And nah, it wasn't really, but it was... I don't. I thought it was a fair portrayal. I don't. Dick Cheney's not a good guy. Well, I don't think he's that bad of a guy. The way they made it sound like he was a fucking supervillain. Wasn't he, though? No. How, uh, how wasn't he a supervillain? How was he? Well, he consolidated power, first of all. Okay. He plunged us into into multiple wars that we probably didn't need to be in. Okay, by that interpretation of the I mean, movie's interpretation, I mean. I mean, in the movie, unless you can find me strong proof, it's straight propaganda. I mean, let's take some of those scenes, for instance. Uh, some of the like when he was in the in the house and he was. Voting, like we have voting records, we know that he voted against. You know, they didn't just make it up for the movie. They they know on voting records that he voted against making like uh, Martin Luther King Day wasn't a thing. And like, there's one other or one or two other moments of like pretty basic things that you know human rights issues, civil rights issues, or whatever that he voted against. Like, we know he's not a good dude. Did he vote on party lines though? I don't care. You still voted for bad no, things. No, that's not how that works. I'm sorry that you have such a... Voting on party lines is does, it doesn't apply to, like, you don't have to vote on party lines. Yeah, you don't have to, but in order to. to be successful in politics, you do. Okay, that doesn't excuse doing a bad thing because it doesn't, everyone else was doing but it. But it doesn't, it doesn't warrant a smear job on somebody. Eh, I don't know if it was a smear. They did their research. They always did, did they? Oh, yeah. Where were their sources? I want to know what their sources were. Well, then they say they, like, interviewed people and, you know, they tried to get some on their hands on some emails, but they mysteriously disappeared. That's a fact. <laughs> thousands and thousands of emails. You want me to hit you with... I don't like pulling this up, but... <gasps> Hillary did the same thing. Yeah. But... She also wasn't the president or vice president of the United States. She was still secretary of state, and that's a semi-big deal, but... It's as big of a deal as the vice presidency is. I don't think so. It is. I think the president's... The fact that the, uh, emails from the president vice president for a substantial period of time just aren't there is much more worrisome to me than a secretary of state, especially ones embroiled in as much bad stuff as W. and Cheney were. Hillary wasn't really embedded in any bad stuff. She that might be true. All I'm saying is that this is straight liberal propaganda, and there's no denying that. If you could, if, you, if you even try to make an argument that this was an, object, an objective telling of this story, I'm going to punch you next time I see you. Because well, it is so far skewed. Skewed. What if I gently kiss you next time we see each other oh that's fine okay good um it's not propaganda it's propaganda no yes <clears throat> the definition 
from of propaganda people, is information, especially of a biased or misleading nature, used to promote or publicize a particular political cause or point of view. view. It is textbook <laughs> definition of fucking propaganda. Why would you try to use that as a point against me, dude? You just proved my point. <laughs> and a meme, mostly. Um, I don't Listen, know. There's nothing wrong with it being propaganda, but it needs to own up to it. Yeah. One of my favorite movies of all time I is think... straight propaganda. There's nothing wrong with it. But if you try to promote it as an objective truth without any... Uh, I mean, I didn't. I didn't think the SpongeBob SquarePants movie was that propagandy. But well, dude, it's say so. Bad. <laughs> unions. It's it's all about unions, workers' rights. Uh, I mean, <sighs> let's see. How do we want to dance around this? It's not dancing. Just tell the truth. Propaganda, I think, is. It would have to be more like aimed towards a goal. Yeah, what, what what do you mean aim towards the goal? This is aim towards a clear goal. What's the goal? Make Dick, Dick Cheney look bad. Or maybe it's make Dick Cheney show oh, who it's he was. make him look bad. I'm not going to lie to you, Mason. <laughs> Your just undying liberalism is... It's really not. It is your worst quality. I can live with that. It's, I'm not as politically indoctrinated as you guys think I am. Well, then I guess you played up for the meme really well. Well, I, I, it's partially that, and partially I just don't think that there's much of an argument to be made for the other side. Pretty much every ideal that I have is not reflected in the, in the Republican or conservative uh, that's ideology. That's fair. That's a fair and pretty uh, much thing all, And pretty much all they are reflected in the Democratic and, and well, liberal That's, good. that's good for you, Mason. I'm, yes. I'm, oh, shit. I'm happy for you. Sorry, I'm playing Age of Empires. <laughs> Speaking um, of Age of Empires... No, what were you saying? I just lost a bunch of... Mana? Peasants. That's so sad. Um, no, what was I saying? I forgot. Okay, here's a couple things. We know Dick Cheney's voting record, right? Okay. The MLK thing is the first thing that comes to mind, but I'm sure there are many, many others, and there was a few just in this movie that he voted against. Second, he shot his friend in the face. Okay. We weren't there. We don't have a first-hand telling, but what we do know is that his friend went on TV and apologized. I don't even know if they were friends. People, you know, whatever you want to call them. Associate. He went and apologized to him, and Dick Cheney said, to our knowledge, nothing. We know that his daughter, Liz Cheney, is a politician who's run for office and said, point blank, on television, no ifs, ands, or buts about it, that gay people shouldn't be allowed to to get married, despite the fact that her sister was gay. And we know also that Dick Cheney and his daughter, Liz Cheney, have a very good relationship. They, they've written books together. They, she's worked on his campaign. She's like, work for him. Okay. Okay. That's fine. With just those few things, I can safely say, and that's stuff I could find out on Wikipedia without knowing a thing about anything else. 
Not even Wikipedia, just news okay. sources. But you, you conceded multiple times, Mason, right there. You conceded multiple times that we weren't there and we don't know. So, I mean, it's, listen, it's fine to have your beliefs, but look, this is a smear job. That's it. <laughs> but do you think that Adam McKay, who we know went to wide lengths and went to, you know, wrote the screenplay for it, so he had to understand and uh, research as much as he did to make the big short, do you think those ethic, those filmmaking and, I don't want to say journalistic, but that seems appropriate, ethics just went out the window when he made a movie about Dick Cheney, <coughs> or do you not think he vetted this stuff and he researched it as best he could? Um, he took his liberties. But, like, thing, but no, you, there's no reality where this guy let his biases go to make this movie. He made he wrote the script with the clear intention of telling the story of how Dick Cheney screwed the entire United States right. for no reason other than personal gain. Which listen, it may or may not be true, but it's just it's not fair that this is getting a, such a huge wide release and people who are not smart enough to do their own research. I'm not saying that you're not smart enough to do your own research, Mason, but. <laughs> I've read a little bit. People who are not smart enough to do their own research and come up with their own opinion will just listen and read this or uh, watch this movie as fact. It's the same thing. Okay, it's not as bad as (laughs) (laughs) The Greatest Showman, but it's kind of the same conceit. But the difference is nobody in The Greatest Showman mattered or still matters to this day, whereas... Dick Cheney is alive, he is influential, and Fox News is around and influential. So, I'll say this. I don't care if this is seen as a smear job or propaganda, because I think it's pretty much accurate. As far as you know, and as far as the research you've put into it, it's accurate, but you don't know. So what I, I mean, I want really... a sourced movie. I'm, I'm fine with it. It's just you, people need to admit what it is. And like I said, there's nothing wrong with this movie being propaganda. One of my favorite movies of all time is propaganda. There's no denying that. I think you're thinking Red Dawn is propaganda. You're thinking way too far about Step Up to the Streets. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> It's all about class structure, man. <laughs> okay, man all I'm looking for, yeah. listen, all, all I'm looking for from you right now yes. is just admit that this might not be 100% accurate, and it might be skewed towards one side. The fact of the matter is, <laughs> this movie even says at times... Now, I wasn't there at certain points. At certain points, they say, well, I was, like, with the bedroom Shakespeare scene, as much as I kind of hated that, I thought it was really, just didn't land for me, I thought it was kind of stupid, it does kind of own up to when it doesn't have the entire account of what it's talking about. But, for the most part, the facts are pretty irrefutable. There are missing emails. The Dick Cheney did take a very maybe using the wrong term here, liberal approach to executive power. <laughs> Thank you. And 
we do know that he there's a lot of turmoil in his family life, especially. We do know that he was he was pro gay, but he worked with and supported his daughter, who is very anti gay, against his other daughter. We know that. We know he was a, we know he was kicked out of Yale for being a drunk fool. We know that he was found himself in trouble with the law. A lot of this movie is is as verifying as you can get. And I think that for the most part, I mean, I'd have to watch it again to really get an idea for the specifics, but for the most part, the movie says when it doesn't have the entire story. And the very beginning, it says we, you know, Dick Cheney's one of the most secretive men in the entire world, but we did our fucking best. And I, so that's and fine. I agree and it's with fine that. that they did their best, but the way that they're presenting these facts, oh, especially, yeah. especially at the end. Is what I'm talking about. But listen, I liked, I really liked the whole movie up until the last maybe ten minutes of the movie, after the whole heart attack thing. Yeah. Um, because that's when Adam McKay stopped trying to tell the story and started to try to make a point about Dick Cheney, which right. I don't think was necessary. I think the okay. movie was fine on its own. I, th- I think that it doesn't do anybody any good to beat around the bush when it comes to somebody, somebody like this or do, somebody doing things like this. Like the the nuance that people seem to find in when they describe Trump is just disgusting to me. Like when they say that he's you know got a like a, a sixth sense for whatever, or that he's you know manipulating the whatever. It's like he's not that smart. He's an old racist asshole who does old racist asshole things and that's you know normal like the, that's if i had a nickel for how many exposés the new york times or the washington post have written about like nazis or white supremacists or whatever trying to paint them as cool dudes or just normal people with normal problems i could afford to not i, <laughs> I could afford a new york times subscription that i will not get because i fucking hate some of their journalistic standards and I don't, I, and I don't, I don't see anything wrong with pointing up to a guy that you know for a fact, beyond the shadow of a doubt, is an asshole, like Dick Cheney is, and just bringing that to light and sh- and okay, kind of but yeah, but using real life examples to paint the picture of this it guy is all as best about you can. the way that these these facts are presented. They should let these facts come out and then let the the audience come up with their own. Okay. This movie is holding our hands into making a sh- making making sure that we find Dick Cheney as a villain. Okay. I don't instead I don't... of a normal person would come to that okay. realization. Well, we get a fair amount of hand holding in Harry Potter to tell us that Voldemort is the villain. We go to we yeah, go to Harry flashbacks. We see him do we <laughs> we see him do bad stuff, but at the end of the day. He's a villain, and he needs to be, and they show him as that. Yeah, that's what they're... Or, em- or Emperor I'm Palpatine. Defending, I'm, okay, you know what? that's fine. But you know what they never... Okay, I was about to say... <laughs> Emperor you know Palpatine and Dick Cheney are the same characters. I was, I was about to say that they never come out and say that he's evil, but that's a dirty lie. Um, he is evil. Obi-Wan says it. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I, I think. I think, I think here, it's let me, different let me than what you're talking about. No, let me talk. No. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the difference between that is that this is fantasy, or that is fantasy, and this is a real life person. Fair. Um. Yeah. But don't. Could. Wouldn't you agree? 
that your the actions of Dick Cheney or the actions of I don't know, pick a terrible person, speak for themselves. Yeah. And where this movie, when this movie was most directly, uh, I don't know, finger pointing, I guess, at Dick Cheney, was it not based in reality? It might have been, but I don't know. But you do know. I don't know. Because it was. I, I don't know all this stuff. Well, I've read many interviews because I've been fascinated about this movie overall. Many interviews, interviews by Adam McKay where he's talked about this movie. And I just, from what I know about him and from what I know about his filmmaking style and his personal ethics, I don't think for a moment that they made, that they made something up in this movie without telling us. Maybe they, they probably exaggerated a couple things just for dramatic effect, which is, you know, even though this is a kind of, a biopic it's still they have to have you know they, it's a movie and it has to take its liberties but I don't think it was that far off well I don't think we're going to agree on this no we're going to agree that you're wrong no, oh no we're not <laughs> I Never. think we should just leave it at this I'll leave my my review on Letterboxd is still my main opinion of this movie I really really liked it when it wasn't trying to prove a point. That's all, that's all I'm going to say. I'm done. Okay. Finished. Finite. But let's let's get away from that. The performances in this movie are unbelievable. Yeah, they're all really good. Everybody's really good. I'll tell you, my, Sam Rockwell, I don't know what it was about his him as Bush, maybe it's because he was kind of in it so little, but I just, I could watch an entire movie with Sam Rockwell as George Bush. I love how they portrayed him in this movie. Let's remake W. God, couldn't we? Isn't it amazing how the guy, Adam, or not Adam, Oliver Stone has made my favorite movie of all time and was a part, a part of his presence trilogy, and I hate, hate W so much he got it so right for me and then he got it so 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 wrong and that's sad yeah. the Nixon movie with Anthony Hopkins is also not good but it's really interesting it's super long that's like two and a half hours 245 or something like that it's not so long but it's good um yeah I, what'd you think of the Rockwell he's great Great. That's how. I, that's exactly how I imagined George W. Bush is in real life. That man. I think he was yeah. a little bit. I, I think W. has always seemed to me to be a little bit more reserved and not so like yeehaw. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe he is in private though. Well, maybe, maybe. I know he's friends with Bono, which I'm. I struggle with, but you know, he's friends with uh, Mrs. Obama too. Yeah, I don't. I don't get that. They're just good people. I mean, yes. He was still making calls. A report came out that he was making calls to get Kavanaugh onto the Supreme Court at the very end. Get him onto it? Yeah. His dad probably told him to. No, his dad was, he had jello brain by then. That was only a couple months ago, so yeah, he was pretty jello-brained. Um, rip, rip HW. Miss you. Um... Let's see. 
So, love Rockwell. Really good. Christian Bale, as good as he's ever been. Has he gotten a massacre yet? Uh, yeah. I think the fighter. He played a meth addict. It looks like it. Let's see what he got it for. Fighter is really good. Mm-hmm. He got it. Nice. He won it for, yeah, for Best Supporting Actor, though. I think He's this, going for this big one. I think it's probably a two-horse race between him and Cooper, would be my guess. Um, we can get into the... Ugh. We can get into our hopes or wishes or whatever once those are officially announced, but for right now, that's what I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Amy Adams also really strong. Not the best performance of her in, like, the last three years, but she was still really good. This might be... I would guess that this is an Oscar win for her, too. Maybe? Maybe. That's good. But, okay. Has she won yet? No. She should have won for Arrival, though. Her performance in Arrival was insanely good. Was she uh, nominated? She was nominated for something else. She had she had two movies come out that year, and they nominated her nominated her for the second one. I think. I mean, I'm still waiting for her long overdue nomination for Talladega Nights, but you know. Apparently I'm in the minority on that one, which is ridiculous, because... That was Amy Adams in that movie? Yeah, she was the girl. I thought that was uh, Jenna Fisher. No, she was Walk Hard. Yeah, so she's been nominated five times. Junebug in 2005, Doubt in 2008, The Fighter in 2010, The Master in 2012, all Best Supporting Actress, and then she was nominated in 2013 for American Hustle for Best Actress. That movie wasn't even that good. American Hustle is awesome, and you and Josh are both wrong about it. Maybe I should watch it again. Neither of you truly love film. I don't. You're right. Because American Hustle is great. That's that might that honestly might be my favorite Christian Bale performance. Definitely Hello? my favorite Renner performance. That's fair. Cooper, oh, maybe. Yeah, I would still go Jackson Maine. That wasn't. Mm. Maybe it's time to let the old ways die. Right, Cody? Take it no. take it from here. Maybe it's time to let the old ways die. All he does is mumble in that movie. He's not good. Takes a lot to change your man. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> So you know how the whole bit with with his characters in Star is Born is that he like stole his brother's voice and he mimicked him? Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that movie if Sam Elliott was played by somebody else. Like, oh, my fucking God. <laughs> I don't know, like Nathan Lane or Michael Stubarg or something. How great would that be? Better, probably. <laughs> be funny. That's that's a, an, a free comedy idea for anybody who wants to do a comedy idea. It's, you know, <clears throat> Star is Born, except Sam Elliott's character is played by Kermit the Frog or something. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny. Um, let's see. Uh, I hate Allison Pill almost more than anyone because she was the worst part of the newsroom, and I love the newsroom. I don't actually hate her. She's fine. Actually, no, her performance in Snowpiercer makes makes up for the newsroom, I think. She's really good in um, Scott Pilgrim, too. Yeah, yeah, she's really good in that. It's just the newsroom I have a problem with. She's so a miscast in the newsroom. I'm so upset. Mm-hmm. Um, she was really good as um, Mary Cheney. I thought she was... 
kind of close to stealing it in certain scenes. Um, Steve Crow, I've heard people say he's he was bad as Donald Rumsfeld. Yeah, I liked him the best. I really liked him as Donald Rumsfeld. He did slip in a brick tamlin a couple of times, which is weird, <laughs> but like it was cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, Tyler Perry also didn't get used enough, but was really good as Colin Powell. Not, just, not, it's so weird that that he's such a good actor. Yeah, but he also is Medea. I know. It makes no sense. By the way, it's not Colin Powell, Cody. It's Colin. It's, it's Colin. Colin. Not Colin. Don't you dare say Colin. I don't believe you. Don't you dare say Colin. It's Colin. Huh. I, I hate that. I hate it when people take a normal name and like, no, you have to pronounce it this different way. It's like, fuck you. You're Colin. Just like uh, Ray Fiennes. <laughs> Ray Fiennes and Andrea. Every Andrea there is. <laughs> Wait, what? What is what Andrea? Is I think it's Andrea. No, it's Andrea. Mm. Let's not fight. Let's not okay. fight. Cause... We already fought enough. What did you think of the Jesse Plemons character? Loved him. That was cool. Yeah. And I like I, something about the movie that was unsaid is, but, you know, it's, I think speaks a lot to some of the main issues that Adam McKay has with Dick Cheney is that that guy, Kurt, the narrator, played by Je- played by Jesse Plemons, a.k.a. Matt Damon, as soon as he died, it seems, that heart immediately went to Dick Cheney. And if anybody knows anything about organ lists, which I do, because I, you know, how guys got to eat, um, <laughs> those are long-ass lists. And I would will- be willing to put some money on the fact that as soon as that heart became available, somebody around Dick Cheney or maybe even Dick Cheney himself out, you know, made sure that it got to him before anyone else as if he was more deserving to live than you know, your random mm-hmm. Joe Schmo who needs a heart too. I don't know, That's maybe that's my bias coming into it even though I have no bias towards anything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I thought that was a nice little touch. Um, but th- there's two scenes that jump out to me as particularly fantastic and you know if i see this again i might have to teeter it up a grade uh depending on how they mesh uh the first one is the mid credit scene not at the end in, the, in like in the middle of the movie do you remember that which one, was, which one was that when they do the fake credits um when like they're at dick cheney's house and like the oh yeah in the middle of the movie yeah yeah, yeah. i love that <coughs> I thought that was a perfect way to, you know, this is the person that Dick Cheney could have been. And then the rest of the movie, we just could see this is this is the Dick Cheney that he decided to be. And this is the person that he he decided to be. And I thought that was really effective. What do you think? Yeah, I liked it. That was interesting. But you didn't love it? I didn't love anything about this movie. Oh my god! We talked about this already. Not even Stephen Carell. After all, he's that's, done. That's that. the one thing I actually really what about, did. What about Christian Bale's thickness? Oof! Thick boy. Thick boy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Bless. Um, <clears throat> stop it! I'm dying, dude. I'm sorry. Good. Um. The other, the other scene that I thought was just great and knocked me on my keister was at the very end when you, like, the, 
I'm not I'm not saying that the weaving of Dick Cheney getting a new heart, getting his heart replaced and getting a new one, while also, you know, sort of giving his daughter a pass to break his other daughter's heart. I'm not saying that's equivalent to the baptism scene in The Godfather, but I'm saying it's close. Hmm. No, it's it's not close, no. but it was no. it was really effective for me. I think that moment was the ethos of the entire movie. Because people, I've heard people talking about um, that, like he Cheney doesn't have a motivation. Did you feel that? That he doesn't have a motivation. Yeah, like they, the movie doesn't give him a proper motivation. No, the pro- the motivation was uh, explained as soon as he got into the White House, which as, was. He wants to move up. He wants to be powerful. Exactly. That's what I thought. And I thought the, I thought that was also very clear. And I'm confused where people are getting this whole, you're going to show Dick Cheney but not really talk about why he did the things he did. It's like, no, they said he's, the guy's in a commitment to power. And his commitment to power is so strong, in the case of his daughter, that he'll, he'll not even look the other way but just go along with destroying his other daughter. And the fa- their family in the process, probably. And not feel, you know, while literally getting a new heart, you know? Because uh-huh. the old one is just decayed so much and is so just wounded. Not even wounded, just sick and dying, almost. I, don't, I thought that was really effective for me. And just, uh, with the music, I just thought it was a perfect narrative choice to, to end the movie on. Um... Did you like it? <laughs> like which part? The the ending with the heart and him, you know, telling his daughter to bring up gay marriage. Yeah, that was fine right up until, you know what I'm going to say. Until the <clears throat> fourth wall break? He gives his fucking monologue. Fair. That was a good monologue, though. It was a fine monologue. It was very well written, too. It'd be fine if this was a fake person. I don't think it's that the monologue was that much of an assumption, but a leap, I suppose. Um, a couple other scenes. I think the nine eleven scene, you know, both times really was incredibly effective. Um, just the showing the kind of chaos of that particular day. Just it sometimes gets lost on us as people who were six years old, and then you know kids who were born after 9-11 are driving you know now well and they're going to college soon so it just i'm always interested in when movies uh show that are that kind of moment in history and how it sits with us 17 years later you know um so yeah that was very very effective and hmm, uh, i think those were the sort of the big moments there's a bunch of like cutting to random still photos that I didn't care for. Like that, There was one of, like... Oh, do you remember, uh, towards the end of the movie, I don't... I can't remember the context of it, but real quick, the camera cut to, like, this lake, and there was, like, a monster or something. Oof, I don't remember that one. water. And that, and, like, there was a couple of... There was a couple cuts to, like, these still paintings... That I just didn't know what they were trying to say, really. Hard, but, dude. I, yeah. I feel like a few of the 
you know, cutaways, I guess, that McKay does. I don't feel like really for any other reason than he wanted to do a cutaway, and, like, the, the connection that the cutaway had to what we had just or was about to see was just thin and just kind of felt overindulgent. But, again, this movie's kind of overindulgent. It's just... <laughs> just matters what does or doesn't um you know get on your nerves I, I suppose uh to this movie's credit i didn't know uh about how isis actually became isis <laughs> yeah that was movie. interesting i thought that was i don't of, know if it's true or not but that's actually really interesting no it's true i've, I've read about it. it's true that they just it was a, they just randomly named this dude who's just you know some idiot in a cave <clears> oh <throat> This guy's big and scary, and he's like, I am? And then he became big and scary. I guess I am. Pretty crazy. Um, now, did you stay for the mid-credits sequence? I don't remember. Like, did you leave as soon as the movie ended? What was it? Of the focus group. Uh, no, all I remember is the parts from the movie. The what? The parts from the movie. Okay, well, there was a mid-credits scene where... It's on Wikipedia, so I'll just read it. A mid credit scene depicts a focus group. You know, like the ones they had early in the movie, where, like, they were talking about the death tax and stuff? Uh-huh. Yeah. It's that same focus group, like the guy with a football jersey. It's that group. Uh, depicts a focus group sending in a chaos when a Trump supporter slams the film as liberal propaganda and wrestles with a Hillary Clinton supporter on the panel as two other panelists discuss the next Fast and Furious movie. So, like, the mid credit scene is kind of McKay's way of maybe acknowledging at least how he thinks people are going to perceive his movie. Subtle. And, you know, it is... It was sort of beat you over the head, but... I don't know. I thought it was fair. Um, also, you can't tell me... You can't tell me that Republicans aren't idiots if... knowing what we now know, and that I've verified, and that I know for sure, because I've researched it on my own, about the death tax... Is actually the estate tax. It's people leaving money for their kids who are super rich, and it's and the government saying, "Okay, we could probably take a little bit of this money because taxes exist and we need to fund things." And how Republicans were able to weasel out of it because they got conservatives to be because they knew conservatives would be dumb enough to go along with it uh, with repealing it, even though it's good and it only affects the rich people by calling it a death tax. Uh-huh. Sorry, but it, I, it has to be said at least for me that the reason that Rush the reason that Russian manipulation in the last election didn't work on Democrats is because we didn't buy it and we saw through it and researched it. So the Russians gave up on it and they went to conservatives who don't. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. It's not opinion. It's sure. true. It's true. Okay. Cody, you call me a libtard? You are. Ah, got him. You're a fucking shill, dude. It is ridiculous. <laughs> I don't think so. What do you mean you don't think so? I don't think so. I call him as I see him. Balls and strikes, That's baby. Sad. So sad. Fucking communist. Democratic socialist, but thank you. Communist. Communist. Uh, let's see. Any final thoughts or any further nope. thoughts on Vice the movie? No. 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 You give it a 10 out of 10 for me. I gave it a 7.5 out of 10. Really? Yeah. Cool. It's higher than I thought it would be. I go an 8.5 for 
for now. I don't know if I'm going to see it again before we make list time, because right now it's an honorable mention. So, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I get no, it's nowhere question. near mine. That's so sad. That is so, so, so sad. I <clears throat> made the list before I saw it, but it's definitely not going on there. Got it. Um, well, let's move on to watching, reading, listening to, or playing. Uh, I'll take the lead here. I, let's see, I rewatched The Big Short in preparation for Vice, liked it a little bit more, still don't know anything that's being said in it at all, it makes no sense to me, but whatever. Uh, I rewatched the classic film A, Mamma Mia, here we go again. <laughs> so good, so wholesome, so, so beautiful, so fun, and as a first time watch, trying to get some of the big... Heavyweights, I guess, before it's list time. Blind spotting with David Diggs and I think Rafael Caruso is the other guy's name. It, yeah, it suffers from some overriding uh, where I think there's a, there was a few points where the movie should have just given itself a chance to breathe and not just you know be so loud. And I think. Just by taking the, your foot off the gas a little bit, you can let dr- drama sit a little bit more than if you just have people continue yet to yell. Take Steve Jobs, for example. Like, the the reason that Jobs v. Scully Dawn of Justice is so great, that scene, is because there's a little break in the tension when he goes to get a drink. Do you remember that? Yeah. He's like, Joanne's going to call my name in a minute. And she was like, Steve! It's like, didn't, didn't rehearse her. that. <laughs> that wasn't rehearsed, and he takes his drink. It's like, cut up the tension a little bit. Beautiful. And this movie, I think, could have done for a little bit more of that. Uh, just the landing, the ending didn't quite land for me when I think it maybe could have. Um, bad. But it was really good. Um, not an honorable mention, but strong movie. Very strong movie. What about you? That's a good question. What did I do? I slept through most of Black Panther last night. Wow. I was sick. Um... So, have you already, have you shaved the side of your head and bought and bought a khakis and a tiki torch yet, or what? Uh-huh. Good. Good to hear. I've had an all-white haircut for about a year now. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see, I did a rewatch of Spider-Man. Which one? Into the Spider-Verse. Ah, the bad one. That movie's so fucking good, dude. Oh, you mean the bad film, eh? Did we talk about Aquaman? No. I saw Aquaman. Oh. Wet Black Panther. <laughs> Fair. Don't forget, and it's actually wet and really bad Black Panther. It's not that bad. It's so it's so bad, bro. It's not that bad. Cody, answer me this question, please. Okay. Why is it that Nicole Kidman and Jason Momoa and... I just think it's those two or so... Why can they breathe above water, but nobody else can? Because of genetics. Liar. Oh. Did, did they actually say that in the movie? Yeah, they have that royal blood. They're directly ascended from humans, I guess. What? Yeah, fair. I hate that movie. Sorry. Ah, uh, this is stupid. That's all I really got. Why? Why do we get that? Not another Conjuring movie. I'd rather get that. The Conjuring is going to start losing its... I mean, I want James Wan to finish the trilogy. 
Is it going to? No. This is going to yeah. be a new one with, uh, just with, like, a new director and, like, about Annabelle. It's like, I don't give a shit about Annabelle. It's too bad. I want old Bill. He's a bastard. Remember, remember Bill, Bill the ghost? Yeah. The best ghost ever? Bill! <laughs> just wants to watch TV and people Small leave the house. Fucking Bill, man. Bill's a hero. He really is. He's my favorite ghost. Who would you rather hang out with, Bill or Dick Cheney? Bill. Same. Bill's pretty cool. Love you, Bill. Uh, Conjuring 2's so good. Conjuring's so good. Wow. Conjuring 1 was better, but yeah. Yeah. But Conjuring 2 was real good. It's pretty good. The Crooked Man. That was the worst part of the movie. What? I like The Crooked Man. The giant CGI monster in the middle of the movie made no sense. Yeah, but the lead-up to The Crooked Man. That was fine. Good. Why, when did you get so cynical? I don't know. Me? Since I got a fever, probably. I don't know. I don't feel well. Fever! That's, a, that's too bad. Well, hope you feel better because coming soon, dun dun, to your podcast feed, dun dun, is our top 10 movies of oh, 2018. Yes. I have one more movie that I need I need to see. Need to see before I make my list. And What movie's that? Uh Destroyer. What is that? It's with Nicole Kidman. Another Nicole Kidman movie? Yeah, she's had a bit busy year. Um and the reason I need to see it is because the director, Karen Kusama, her last movie, The Invitation, made it out of my top ten of twenty six. The Invitation was that weird um horror movie, right? Or eh, not really a horror movie, thriller. Yeah. It was great. So, I gotta, that's my, I gotta see if, uh, you know, somebody who's made a top ten movie has a new movie coming out, I gotta see it before I make my list. You know, because it looks really good, too. So I'm very excited about it. I've never even heard of it. It looks really good. Come down and see it. I'm seeing it tomorrow night at, like, 7.30. Probably not gonna drive down to New York City. Yeah. Fly down? Nope. Venmo? Down? What about it? Sad. Sorry. I'll venom you like a hundred dollars for your ticket. How about that? That's fine. You don't have to worry about it. I'll, I'll, I'll just venom venom it to you anyways. Yeah, that's fine. Just as a thank you. So yes, next week, next episode, top ten movies, and then we're gonna do a quick after, right after that. The plan is at least to do a kind of 2019 preview sort of episode and kind of do some house cleaning and then it's off to the races with Ask the Movie starring M. Night Sh- not starring oh I need to watch Unbreakable yes. I don't want to parts of it are good parts of it are good do an Unbreakable and Inside Out double header <laughs> nice try I, the meme isn't funny Cody it's funny for me <laughs> Don't you mean it's funny for me? Got him. You're too smart, dude. Bye, everybody. Bye, Next guys. week. Follow us at underscore Reflex on Twitter. Leave an iTunes review. Send us email at reflexpodcast.com. And tune in next week for our Top 10 Moves of 2018 episode. See Can't you wait. later. See you later, Jake. What? Jake from Ohio? Oh, yeah. Jake from Ohio. We Do we it. like him right now or not? I don't remember. I, I can't decide. I really can't decide if I if you're my mortal enemy or if you're my best friend in the entire world. But I'll try to figure it out. 
<risa> sí, cabrón. Bye.